welcome to Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time period. The return of W. Come Out Bell and Kevin Avery. That that was weak. It was weak. That was some weak, <laughs> weak shit. What do you mean weak? First I understand. of all, I feel like you've done that one before. And um, I don't remember if I did. It's not the return of W. Look, the return. Don't start with this. Let's get. This is how we do it. I love how the people. The return of the Mac. I like how people get some water. It's funny to the listener. It sounds like you just poured a big glass of vodka. Like it just, like it sounded like a commercial. Denzel, I'm at my home. It sounded like you just were like, I've had it. Listen, let me. Like your day glass of scotch. You're getting disgruntled and you just like popped open. Hold on. Things have changed in the last few years. I used the big cubes, guys. Yeah. No, people would talk to me, like on Twitter would reach out to me and be like, talk to Kamau. Please talk, get him to come back. And I'd be like, um, maybe Kamau's not the problem. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but I was like, oh, I just kept y'all. Kevin, you're clearly not busy. Talk to Kamau. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I mean, a lot has, has transpired since we, you know, we've, since we last did the podcast regularly. Mm-hmm. You, because when we last were there, you, you were, you were on Oliver. I was on Oliver. Yeah. I just, le- well, I just left Oliver and I was getting ready to go to the Jim Jeffries show, which yeah. I did. I was there for two seasons and, oh, and I was on New Negroes. New Negroes on Comedy Central and, with Baron um, Vaughn, former guest of the podcast. That's right. That's right. Mike Eagle. Um, which is interesting. Open Mike Eagle. Open Mike Eagle. Yeah. Uh, and also interesting and very relevant that you should bring him up on this particular episode today. Um, we'll get into that in a moment. Um, you start. We're starting United Shades. Yes, I think you were in pre-production. Uh, yeah, we were. I was definitely like it was starting. I, mean, I think we were in production because, but we were definitely like starting the machine. Like it was like yeah. there was a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also we had just I just had we Juno was still a baby, I think, and so there was just mm-hmm. a lot happening. <laughs> like yeah. there was just a, like my podcast time dwindled, and then after yeah. that, like because I had politically reacted for a while. And then, so at this point, like I'd been, I've been podcast free for maybe a couple of years or so, yeah. just cause I was like, I was doing other things, which in a way it's good. Cause it was like, I was between having a third kid and United States still being around and trying to do other things and also trying to like be a person. Yeah. Like I was podcast free, but I have missed podcasting. And so I'm glad to be yeah. back with uh, this. And also we had a reason to bring it back for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've missed it as well. I mean, we, we threatened to bring it back several times. Yeah. We, we, we even tried. We would like email schedules and stuff. And yeah. it just wasn't, it just never was the right, like one, it was never the right time. We're but. both crazy busy. And so, I mean, which is good. And a part of that, let's be clear, Denzel, a part of that is because of the podcast that it, that it helped sort of keep us out there. And things mm-hmm. happened, and we're but the we're busy in your name. We're trying to do the good work in and your also, name. <laughs> Hallelujah! And yo, and yo, and Denzel's name. We pray. Yeah. And also, like you know, let's be clear. The reason why we like Denzel is because he's inspired us to to be a better version of ourselves and work harder. And that's what I'm trying to do. So whenever Denzel's, I feel like there's they're mad at me. I'm like. I'm trying to do the work. Yeah. I don't think they're really mad. I think they love the podcast. Yeah, and, and I and I know. still hear about it. Like I Although, still hear about it. Somebody occasionally someone gets mad for real. I remember somebody got mad. I, we talked about this on the podcast. So I met someone in person, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if I followed. Or they said they claim I blocked them or something. Uh oh. Online, I don't know what happened. It was a miss. Uh. Uh, an accident, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever happened, 
I didn't do it on purpose. Yes. I'm not out there just trying to block folks. No. You got to really do some shit. Yeah, I mean, I know I, what happened. I mean, I I, I block you, people, you but I don't, block probably I don't block more than me. I mean, I, maybe because I have people come at me, but I, yeah. even people come at me like really ignorantly. I I don't have the energy to block them. You have to really like. Yeah. Sometimes it's funny. You know what I love to do? Block people who I'm not, who aren't even haven't even said anything to me. <laughs> have just said something ignorant on Twitter. I'm like, you're done. Yeah. Like I will block people just because I'm like, I don't like that thing you said. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to see you come across. Yeah. You know, like some of those are famous people. I'm like, I just don't need to hear this. You don't anymore. need it. Yeah. yeah. Bill Maher. Uh, so, yeah. So, oh. but yeah. So it's, but yeah, you know, but I, I, but I do hear about the podcast. I mean, I still hear about Totally Bias. It's really interesting, like with yeah. everything going on. I still hear about those shows. And so, very recently I heard about the Denzel podcast. So we're happy to be back for the, for whatever time we're back. It's a limited time. Limited time. It's like when they first brought out Happy Meals, limited time only. Let's be honest. I think we're only going to, we're doing four episodes. I think okay. that's what we've, that's probably what that's what we've decided. Yes. So, um, yeah, but we we didn't, you know, we're glad to be back. Yes. Let's just put so So today, speaking of Baron Vaughn. Yes. <laughs> who was on this podcast. He's been on a couple of times, but once he, he was on one of our two live shows when we were doing South by Southwest uh, a while ago. We were talking about virtuosity. Well, yeah, but the South by Southwest show never aired. That's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because they, he was, they yeah. forgot to press record. Yeah. We're at the podcast booth. It wasn't South by Southwest fault. It was just no. at South by Southwest. It was at South by Southwest. It and was one guy had, who it actually it was someone who ever made the list of the people podcasting that day yeah. or that they were recording that day. They they literally I think you told me this. They literally they had a check mark by all the people he was supposed to record mm-hmm. and ours did not have, have a the check, check mark. mark. And so that guy we watched the sound guy. Having the best time. Laughing the whole time. Yeah. At a weird, like, 9 o'clock in the morning at South by Southwest. It was some weird early time. Feet up on the boards. Laughing, enjoying themselves. And then the woman came over. um, So here's a problem. And I remember she told me, and then you were talking to somebody, and I had to go tell you. And she was like, dude. No, I think it was the reverse. I think she told me. I went and told you, and you just started laughing. That's right. I just just started laughing. Because it was just ridiculous. It was like, because there had been a lot of effort put into getting us to South by Southwest, and and uh, yeah, it was a lot of there was a lot of effort. <laughs> it put was in. a whole big thing. I forgot whole, about. Yeah, and it was just like all that. Yeah, for nothing. So Baron Vaughn. Yeah. So um, hey Baron. Anyway, we're here to talk about virtuosity again. It's just the two of us. It's not yes. a Baron. And I mean, this is the, so virtuosity came out in 1995. 95. Uh, as I was doing the research, this is in the uh, this is in the glory era of Denzel Washington because we've divided his career. You into know what's really eras. funny? In because it, it's been a while, I've had to go through the notes and try to figure out what, what were the different eras, mm-hmm. the um, the tenets of Denzelishness. Yep. I forgot. I was <laughs> yeah. like, wait, I think refresher. That, there are six of them. I, I yeah. got them all. Yeah. And then even the rating system, I was like, which one? did we pick oh, on yeah. speak? oh that's funny I yeah. got him I just I the errors I, I had to rehearse the welcome to Den- in my head I was like <laughs> welcome to Denzel Washington is a great I had to like really go uh-huh. through it but yeah so it's uh it's yeah so this is during the, so yeah so what era, it, yeah what era is this one so this is the and this one even me saying this I'm like I'm pretty sure it's the glory era because it's there's the there's the soldier already done glory there's the soldier story the first era 
There's the Glory era. Mm-hmm. There's the He Got Game era. Right. And there's the Man on Fire era. Okay. And then there's the uh, the Old Man Action era, or we call it the Equalizer era. Yeah. But now I'm realizing, as I say this, I feel like we're segueing into a new era with him. I don't know what it's called yet, but it's like because it's like it's like one for me, one for you. <laughs> He's like yeah. doing the because Equalizer two, Roman J is Israel is technically in the old man action era. Although mm-hmm. that's kind of about an old man act, doing some action. Yeah, but but it's not, not in the same way. No, it's not that, an action movie. It, it it was like it's weird. I'll just start with. He's done because he Fences did magnificent, he did Fence, he did yeah. Magnificent Seven, which is classic old man action. Well, let's start with he went Equalizer, Magnificent Seven. And then Fences, Fences and Roman J. Israel, then Equalizer 2. Yeah. And the next two things he has. And he's got, he's, got Macbeth. Macbeth, he's got Macbeth, and then he's producing another August Wilson play. Yeah. But he, I just feel like this is where I think we're on the dawn of a new era. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I don't have a name for it yet. But anyway, this is 1995. And the interesting thing about the Virtuosity, which we've talked about reviewing on the show before, but it was like you had, you could only order it, the DVD from. Amazon. <laughs> Jesus. And at this point, at the when we were doing the podcast before, I did legitimately have a DVD player plugged in. I don't got a DVD player plugged into nothing now. I still do. I watch. You're, but you're that guy. You, I, I bet you. I still have you could a put VCR. Your, I was going to say, I bet you could put your hands on a VCR. <laughs> I was going to say that. I was just going to say, I bet. We just cleaned up, we just cleaned up the house, and it was yeah. like I found all these videotapes, some of which I just feel weird throwing away because it's like sets from the punchline from like 1998. Yeah. But some of which are like VHS. They're like, these are still good tapes, but I'm not going to watch them. That's crazy. I just pulled out my, a bunch of old stand-up yeah. tapes, too. It's that, um, it's that, we're, we're at that time in our lives, Kevin. We're preparing for death. So we're oh, sort of like going okay. through our possessions. Wow, Jesus. Um, I we're in, the final, we're in the final quarter of being a black man. I, <laughs> okay. Well, that could be. Who, mm. uh, I'm just saying, if we die right now, as black men, it's not that. It's kind of like, eh, that makes sense. Well, we've like we defied the odds. Yeah, we've, saying, we've already we, gotten From this past point the, forward, if we drop dead, it's like, well, I mean, he had a good life. Do you want to know something really weird, though? That it's I like a white woman not... dying at, at 70. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a black man dying at our age is like a white woman dying at 70. Oh, she had a good man. life. Um, like a white woman from the suburbs dying at 70. I, I've, I mean, this is going get, to get into weird territory, but only recently have I found myself really being freaked out by the police rolling by me. What? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like dying at the hand of the, I know I'm taking a weird left. <laughs> it's, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a big, I feel like we should have this conversation off the podcast before we had it. But, but yeah. I, I'm just saying, I, I'm, and what I'm do you, just, th- what do you attribute that to only recently? Well, I'm, I mean, cause you know, the, the news? world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything. But I'm everything. Saying, that story's been in the news for. Sure. 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 But what know, I'm saying is our entire lives. Yes. <laughs> so but like, even <laughs> before until, I mean, I feel like it's just, it's so nonstop now. Well, it's and also it's been like nonstop. There's also this thing where I think at some point we maybe you thought, well, I'm not the young guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a I, young kid who might get pulled over by cops, but it's like it happens to everybody. It was the reverse. Okay. It was. I think the younger I was, the more I felt like because I kind of oh, grew you up like, in this sort of white world yeah. where I was. You know, you know what it is. I f- I think I was constantly felt insulated by white people. That's true. You always had a white. You always had a white phalanx around you. But you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> phalanx like, of white people. Depending on how you know, if you grow up in the suburbs and you did, it, it, I just had that thing where I'm like, this. They're not. They're not coming around us. Yeah. And so they're not coming to Olive Branch Lane. Yeah, exactly. And so. That you know, little by little, that changes as mm-hmm. you get older. Mm-hmm. But I just and now they're coming the to Olive Branch Lane. Mm-hmm. 
But also, I was walking down the street the other day, and I and this this car rolled up mm-hmm. past me, and it's something I just never worried about because I was like, well, I ain't. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, yeah. I know what to do. I'm yeah. the, I know the I procedure. Gradu- I know how to. You know. I graduated from an HBCU. But, yeah, but also I know that. The, what can? Yeah. What's the problem? I'm not. I, you know. I remember. I know my rights. <laughs> yeah, officer. I know my. This dude rolled up on me. He stopped and he he stopped his car and just sort of as I was walking up, he stopped it sort of where I was mm-hmm. and just hovered there for a minute. And I mm-hmm. felt the hot flash of, "Am I about to die?" Mm-hmm. Is it finally happening? Mm-hmm. Is it crawling across my lawn? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know why I went off on that tangent. I forgot what you said that made me. What just occurred to me is like, would you trend on Twitter if you got killed by a cop? <laughs> I, I guess you would. I guess you would. Just because black guy. But would you get like special, like, like would, you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. Come hey, on. we can talk about that later. We can just find out one day. Um, so we're here to review Virtuosity. We're here to review Virtuosity. Uh, 1995 in the glory era. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting when you look. So it's like I said, Virtuosity was hard to find. Like it's yeah. not it's not streaming on it's not streaming on any of Netflix, yeah. Amazon Prime. You have to order the DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found it on a place where YouTube things. <laughs> it was huh. it was uploaded on a website where you can tube things. I'm pretty sure I've made, uh-huh. pretty sure I've said that before on the show. Yeah. So I yeah, went yeah. to that place where you can tube things, and it was just because funny. I was like, I bet it's uploaded. I was like, I bet it's just uploaded, and it was the whole thing. Like mm. it was just uploaded. Yeah, I was and, surprised that. You and so had. I sent you the link. I was like, because I was like, if it's not anywhere, somebody has uploaded it, mm-hmm. just because that's that's one of the things people do. Mm-hmm. And so I found it, and the whole thing's there. Not in not not in any weird sort of like slowed down way. Not mm-hmm. in any weird sort of like in a in a way where it's like a small screen. It's uploaded. And it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good rendition of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think here's the interesting about about virtuosity. So. It's came out in 95, and when I look at it in Denzel's filmography, it sort of feels like it would be earlier in his filmography, because uh-huh. it feels like a, a feels like a guy who's, like, trying to figure out what do I do in Hollywood. Like, it feels like it would have come out, like, like, like it would have come out before Malcolm X, but it came out after Malcolm X. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I, three years after Malcolm X. The thing that I noticed when looking at his career in this sort of era, it, 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 he's definitely trying he's trying something new sort of well it's like it's a little bit like he had done ricochet in 91 yeah which was not a hit but it did well it, like people liked it but i feel so like it feels was, like it's like a, it's like kind of like maybe i'll be maybe the, maybe another action movie yeah he had already sort of proven himself as an as an actor actor, as a proper an actor. actor. Yeah. and so i think he was like i guess i better try this movie shit now well, I bet movie you, star shit first you know? of all, it's one of those movies that like it feels very much like from the people who liked robocop yeah. you know it's very yeah. like it's got that very sort of like it's not. I don't think it's set in the future, but it's sort of set in like what if in a ver, in a, in a reality where virtual reality is a big deal. That's what I was trying to figure out. I was not like, set. In the, I kept. Look, I looked. It's not set in the future. All the cars are the same, but it's as if. Yeah. At one point, we're in Kelly Lynch's living room, and it's mm-hmm. like this is just like yeah, it's just bookshelves and stuff. Yeah. There yeah, was yeah. nothing futuristic. But then you go to this nightclub, and it's the few like it's like it's future music. It's weird. <laughs> it's future music and a future DJ and yeah, but it's all it's all but it's also funny. Like so, it's it's that point we talked about this with the uh, the Bone Collector, which is from uh, a later movie when people are like sort of like still figuring out how to talk about the internet. Yes. So there's like at one point Denzel says email, but he says it like it's a word he's never. It's like what is his word? Email. Email. Like he says it like. But here's the thing. There's a lot of talk of online. Yeah, he did say. 
at one point there's a someone asked him how did you know that you know uh, what's his face's character was in there um and and he goes oh well the smiley face people used to people used to attach the or say those those in emails yeah and i was like used to yeah no it's i, I he was let's be clear he, this he, movie is a mess it doesn't okay yeah <laughs> Let's I mean, just, so let me just brass tax it right quick. Yeah. Um, virtual, uh, basically, a, re, a virtual reality simulation uh, is created using the personalities of all these serial killers. Serial killers. It escapes. Yeah. It turns into and a that's real life. Played by Russell Crowe. Played by Russell Crowe. And so an ex-cop who's now in prison, uh, Denzel Washington, he, they pull him out of prison to stop this guy who's running loose in Los Angeles. And they tell him if you can catch this guy, you can you can get your freedom. Sure. Which means at some point a Spike Lee saw this movie and was like, well, this this is nonsense, but I can use that plot from He Got Game. <laughs> it's basically the plot from He Got Game, yeah. but set it in the RoboCop world. <laughs> yeah. It's like if, if he can catch the guy, if mm-hmm. he can catch if he can catch Ray, Jesus Shuttlesworth, he can stay out of prison. There you go. And he does have dreads like Jesus Yeah. Uh, at some point. So the movie is directed by Brett Leonard. Uh, Eric Burnt wrote it and it stars, of course, Denzel, Russell Crowe, Kelly Lynch, which famously she was the actor who wanted to have the kissing scene between Denzel. I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't know where it would fit in the movie. <laughs> it would have been really awkward. It like, would have. Where it did you want to kiss him, girl? It, there was never. It was their they, their relationship is very workmanlike. Yeah, it's weird. There's no, there's no it's chemistry. Weird. Like they would have had to go to HR. Like yeah. they were working <laughs> it together. Not, it just was not. There was no. The thing that makes Ricochet great is that Denzel's having fun in it. Yeah, like there's this, we've seen the scene where he's like he's in the court and he's sort of acting crazy. And he's oh yeah, he flips out. There is zero fun in this movie. None of that. He's None not having that. any fun. No, he's miserable. He's not. He. It seems like, and I mean, you could say the character's not having any fun, but it's like an action movie where if it was Schwarzenegger or Stallone, there'd be funny catchphrases, or there'd be like, that. Some, and also the action scenes are not like he's not a. Denzel, you, you know, know what it is? Russell Crowe's having all the fun. He they, is. They a, flipped it. Russell Crowe was doing his version of the Joker before the Joker. Yeah, it's cinematically had come out yet. At this point, Russell Crowe was like a, he was known for romper stomper, but he was still a working actor on his way. Up. Yeah, like a guy who Holly was like that guy's the guy, and he was a proper actor. He was a proper actor, and he and he was probably having a great time, and mm-hmm. it was. But Denzel, I'm sure it was like I just did Malcolm X, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's he. There's just he. They don't give him. He, his character is not like quippy. He's not having a lot of fun. No. It's well, very, yeah. To be fair, he was in prison, and for and he um and his family had been murdered. That was the whole yes. thing. His I family mean, had been killed. That's a bummer. By the. That's yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's a that's a bad day for anybody. Yeah. So he um but and he, one of the personalities in this. Russell Crowe character is the serial killer who apparently killed his family. So Denzel wants to kill this so R- going Den- Russell Crowe's character because inside yeah. Russell Crowe's uh, software is the serial killer's personality. Yeah. It's so convoluted. But to this, I would say <laughs> Russell Crowe is the most annoying villain I've ever... Yeah, he's he's doing too much. He's, he's doing, doing he's too, too damn much. I think much. the whole movie is doing the most, and I think Russell Crowe is a part of that. And Denzel is sort of doing the least in a movie that's doing too much. Well, so... The pro- and I'm not mad at him, but it's just like, it's like, I'm sure he just showed up to set every day like, what the fuck? Like, what is happening? I think that, I think. And Kelly Lynch is really trying. She's giving it She's her really, because I mean, it's that thing where it's like actors at different stages in their careers. Yeah. Russell Crowe is like, I know more movies are coming because I've been, as, he looks like a guy who's been knighted as like, you're going to be the next, you're going to get a yeah. bunch of shots. Yeah. Denzel's like. 
this may have been a mistake. <laughs> and Kelly Lynch is like, a le- I'm a leading lady in a movie? Okay, I got to really make the most out of this. Yeah, I mean, Denzel, he, yeah, he had already done Malcolm X. Right. So I mean, I was so shocked. movie star. I was so shocked when, it was, when I realized it was after Malcolm X. I was like, oh. Like, yeah, this feels I like a too. deal that had been made maybe before Malcolm X. Malcolm X comes out, and they're like, oh, Denzel, remember that? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> Hey, buddy. Uh, hey. Remember that? We talked about that. Hey, Denzel. Uh, Denzel? It Denzel? probably was a good-sized check at the point that he knows. But also, that. this is a movie that, in 95, this type of thing, much like The Net, it was very yes, topical. We were, we were this was going to be a big damn deal. Well, I, I, I was thinking about the movie Lawnmower Man. Remember that movie? Yeah. And then the, I realized the director, he also directed Lawnmower Man. But it was like, there was a lot of movies at he this did? point. He did? Yeah. Brett? Yep. No, the, not the writer, the director. Lawnmower Man? Well, apparently, I looked it up. Lawnmower Man was a hit. Apparently, like if you look up how much it made, it was that's a hit. crazy. Oh my god! But it, but it was this thing where there were a lot of movies for kids. Uh, sit down. We'll tell you about the movies in the early nineties. There was a lot of movies that were that were talking about the internet because there was talk about it and sort of, but it didn't really exist as a regular as we now know it. So there was all these movies, and yeah. virtual reality yeah. was also a big thing. Yeah, like talking about virtual, like sort of pretending that virtual reality was a uh, well. This type of thing, it's very fun to watch a movie made in the 90s talk about it. It wasn't, it never said it was in the future, but I think it was a movie that w- tried to be futuristic. Yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was like, it probably was an argument. How much did Lawnmower Man make, Kevin? It's right behind you. Oh, that's uh, 32.1 million. So that's a, that the budget was 10 million. That in '92, that was a shit. Yeah, of so money, right. I mean, it was like it was a. Yeah. There was like a directed DVD or a directed video sequel to it, but it was. So it was like, if, so this guy here's Bros makes in that makes Lawnmower Man. It's kind of a hit, and it's also like Lawnmower Man was trying to be like virtual reality and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So this was there was a lot of this. The net you talked about it. There's a lot of this like sort of like imagining what virtual reality was going to do, what it was going to be like. Yeah. So this movie, I feel like this movie was supposed to be set in the future, and then the budget was like, we can't really afford. It. <laughs> like you know, when the people yeah. in future and all the future movies were like. Like, shiny, like like Demolition Man's another one. We can't afford the shiny cars and yeah. the shiny and the shiny silver suits. We it's got to be set just. But uh, but Demolition Man, I was like, just push. I feel like they just went make everything a close up so yeah. that they can't. <laughs> this was like, well, we'll just make it. I mean, yeah, sure. That's yeah. It looks like modern day Los Angeles, but at the same time, they're pretending that there's all this futuristic technology. Yeah, in but, there's it, really allude, but there's also like cops don't have laser guns. There's not like any yeah. sort of like. There's not sort of any like they're not there's there's nothing about it that feels futuristic other than the fact that for some reason it's one of those movies too where they do science fiction they just talk really fast oh my god the matrix of the program is really exploding yes. we have to once we download the mainframe like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like wait why is Russell Crowe able to come out of the computer and be a person okay so here's the thing I, there are just things about this movie I didn't understand yeah the there were. There is sort of two bad guys. There's Russell Crowe, but there's the guy who created Russell Crowe's program, Mm -hmm. who for some reason just is mad and hates everybody. And I can't figure out why. It's convoluted at the beginning, or maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But I missed the reason why he he purposely brings Russell Russell Crowe. To he's life. just sort of like it's like he's having a bad day at the office. He's like, you know what? I'm going to release a supervillain. I'll the show world. these guys. Yeah, it was like there was no real yeah. reason to. And then the minute Russell Crowe comes out and kills somebody, this guy's like, I'm out of here, yeah, and he's in hiding yeah. for the rest of the movie. But it's like every then, time they cut back to his apartment now and then, and it would be him he, watching TV. His shirts off. He's got <laughs> like I hate pigs scribbled on the wall. Like this was a man in a yeah. suit going to work every day, and suddenly he's lost his damn mind in the well, movie for no reason at all. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, I'm not. Uh, 
it's definitely unmotivated. It also feels like maybe this, it, like the movie's an hour and 45 minutes long, yeah. and it's a long hour and 45 minutes, yes, which it also makes me believe that there's probably, it's probably other stuff they cut out, mm-hmm. but definitely it's pretty joyless. Like it's not yeah. like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it, it was hard to, it is. So here's my question. So, you know, like it's not Denzel's fault. Everybody no. makes some bad movies. As I said, you know, it's not, it, it's hard to find. Clearly the actors in it have not worked to keep this movie out there. The production, uh-huh. I mean, the fact that you can't find it streaming in 2019, yeah. like nowhere says it like somebody was like we gotta let this one <laughs> a movie about the the internet the, yeah. you can't find it on the internet yeah you can't find it and it's also just yeah. like like somebody was like we just gotta and then do you also realize who plays the little girl in the movie I was just about to bring that up go for it Kaylee Cuoco is that his last name yeah okay uh, from uh, what the Big Bang Theory, Big Bang Theory. and yeah. uh, Charmed yep from, I, I was sort of wondering I wonder if Denzel uh, Russell Crowe and what's her name Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee sat down for like in a bar in LA and we're like, we got to keep this movie out of it. <laughs> like they came together to use their, now they're all their power. She's like an A-list TV star. <laughs> Russell Crowe and Denzel are A-list actors. Like, so we got a plan to keep this movie out. We got to keep it all. We can't let it stream, right? Well, <laughs> there's, we, there's 15 DVDs left. We'll just put those up on Amazon. This movie was literally Kaylee Cuoco's film debut. I mean, and that's the other thing about this movie. Because she's a little kid. She plays Kelly Lynch's daughter. And there's a creepy, like, the, he kidnaps her. And it's just like, oh, it's one of those things, like, I don't want to see. It, it's also funny enough, like, this is, it's like somewhere they were watching the writer of Man on Fire was like, we could do this better. Well, like, is it, there's a point at which Denzel and the little girl are in the car, Kaylee are in the car, in a car yeah. together, sort of like having a moment of repartee. Okay. That feels very sort of like Man on Fire light. This is the thing. They tried, the movie tries to create a, um, a, uh, uh, a romance thing going on with, with, and they do it through. So he shows up at the, he has to drop off Kelly Lynch Mm -hmm. and she runs in to do something. And then the daughter just wanders outside and starts talking to (laughs) a random man in a car. Hey, sir. No shade to Kelly Lynch. Not a great mom. Like she's she's no. a great partner of Denzel. She, she does a lot she of things. Came out like, and go, hey, what about you? Yeah, that's where you were. <laughs> yeah. little, little kid in the street talking to a stranger sitting. No, in a not car. a stranger. A man who's a an inmate who's been paroled <laughs> just to catch a, a serial killer. Yeah, a mass murderer. She's asking. She's out. How did you end up in the car with him? Yeah, she's asking about baseball. Yeah, it's it's nuts. This movie. Is I kind of feel like Denzel probably wrote that part. Like, like, you know how he, he like, writes parts? He, like, he, not writes, but he, like, mm-hmm. sort of says, I, I feel like he was like, I'd like a scene with a little girl where we can sort of show that I'm not just a... It's a sweet scene. Yeah, it's a sweet scene. It's a sweet scene, but it's weird because it's just, like, you could see where, oh, this is the thing where he bonds with the kid and the mother likes this and that yeah. draws them together. And apparently they shot the scene. I think they shot it. And then he said, no, this is going to... Because he thought the interracial scene would hurt the box office chances. I mean, he, we are talking about the early 90s and it's sure. still, like, you know, where it, it. I think in this movie, if you're going to do, if I mean, if, you know, Jungle Fever, if you're going to do interracial romance in an early 90s movie, this is not the one. You, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it ain't it. it this, this is not the one to to take that hit on, it, or it, to st- or to plant that flag. And I say this when he's married to a white woman. This is not the. This is not a good one to profess. Interracial love is good. Well, it just it's fine. It, yeah, I. So, the, so this here's the there is a lot of weird casting in this movie. So there's Kaylee Cuoco, film debut. Tracy Lords, 
A uh, famous porn star is in it. Where's I she? think she's like the blonde. She did a DJ. A, I, I listened. I watched the music credits after because there was some song. It's also '90s, early '90s music. Yeah, like there's a song by like like a grungy song. I'm like, who's this? It's a band live. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Tracy Lords has a song in the movie. I think she when he walks into the club, there's a woman, a blonde woman. In, okay. oh, she's the one who runs. Uh, and Russell Crowe's like, no, don't do it, don't kids, do it. And she takes kids off. in the early '90s. Tracy Lords had been a yeah. had been a porn actor. Mm-hmm. And th- she had like, and then they found out that a lot of her movies were recorded before she had turned eighteen. Oh. And then they had to take them all off the shelves. But then Tracy Lords got like press around it and sort of became an actor for a little bit. And, yeah, you know, her thing. Um, then you, of course you have William Fitchner, one of my favorite actors. William Forsythe is in it. Louise Fletcher, proper actors. Yeah, and then there's some proper actors. And then <laughs> and also this guy Dustin Nguyen. This is 1995. Dustin Nguyen plays a, I think it's just a reporter. I mm-hmm. think he's just a news Suburban reporter. reporter. Suburban reporter, yeah. And he was a star, he was a little show called 21 Jump Street. Oh, you better get ready because I'm running out of time. Say jump. Yeah. 21 Jump Street. Um, and jump. he is, uh, what What was the name of his character? What reporter? Suburban reporter. Suburban Suburban reporter. reporter. The man was on a <laughs> TV show for years. And now, well, apparently, I'm looking at his IMDb. Apparently, he has been on This Is Us. I don't know. If, yeah, what? he's, I mean, he's, you know, study working. Oh, guy. Warriors on Warrior, the, uh, produced by my friend Shannon Lee. Yeah, Bruce's daughter. Um, this movie, to me, somehow it could in have tw- been, <laughs> what? As he was, in 22 Jump Street, I'm looking on IMDb. He played Vietnamese Jesus in 22 Jump Street. So he's working. Well, he doesn't he play himself in twenty two? I or twenty one or twenty two? One of I those Jump Street see, movies. I haven't seen any of the Jump Streets. Him and um and the guy who played Hoffs, oh. they show up in the in like a cameo. Um, I feel like this movie somehow could have been good, but it's like it had good things and it ruined them with bad things. So like, for instance, Denzel's character has a great name. It's uh, what is it, Parker? Parker Barnes. Parker Barnes is Park, a, They say it a lot in the movie, and they just keep saying it. Parker Barnes. Parker, Parker. It's Parker like Barnes. I. It it sounded like a child named Parker was lost, yeah. and they were just trying. That's to how you know it's kind of the future because a black guy's named Parker Barnes. Parker Barnes. Yeah. Um, Denzel also has three very. He gives you. You get three Denzel looks in this movie. You do, and yes. And you get, the first one you get, just kind of corny Denzel. Yeah, He's yeah. in this futuristic-looking cop playing a, uniform. He's playing a cop, so it's like, uh, yeah. You're like, yeah. what is he? Yeah, at the beginning of the movie, you're like, wait, what do I? What? Yeah, what is this? That's the right movie? Yeah. <laughs> and then moments later when he's out of the virtual reality, you see gritty Denzel with the dreads. Yeah, or it's like oh, early okay. 90s dreads, like, like mid-90s dreads. Like, and yeah. here's the thing about that. I remember seeing the trailer, and you see Denzel in dreads. I had dreads at the time. I was like, yeah! Uh-huh. He, he looks great in the dreads. Yeah. He's got dreads and a beard. Yeah. And this is where Denzel, maybe the, I don't know if it's the first time in his career, where he was like, yeah, I'm not wearing those the whole movie. Because it would have been great if yes. he wore them the whole movie. Exactly. He looked great. He looked great. But clearly this is Denzel ex- flexing his power and going, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'll do the dreads for the for the first act. Well, this goes to my favorite moment in the movie, which is he's one second, he they're injecting him with this thing and he's in the dreads and they're, you know, he's still sort of the, the inmate, but they've agreed to let him hit the streets mm-hmm. and find this guy. And then they immediately smash cut to him 
perfectly clean shaven. Yes, they don't even explain it. Perfectly just hair cut, just looking smooth. You get the classic smooth Denzel. And me, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast before. We I, we've called this like the Tom, the Tom Cruise effect. <laughs> like when Tom Cruise does movies now, he never gets a new hair. It's whatever yeah. haircut he had <laughs> showing up to the set. That's what he's yeah. wearing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Denzel in this movie is like, I'll wear the dress for the first act, but he but I'm not doing that. I'm not wearing those goofy hair the whole movie. Yeah. It's the same thing like later in a in in Safe House when he's got the afro. Oh, it's great. Yes. For like mo- half the yeah. week and you're like that looks great. And he's like nope. People need to know I'm still Denzel Washington. Yeah. And let's let's the afro get shaved off. I think it's a pretty regular he doesn't why Denzel does not do crazy hair for a whole movie except for the the only time I've seen him do a whole movie that I can think of is um is the uh, Great Debaters. He's got that weird like yeah. afro. Here's the thing though. I wonder if it is the star or the studio? Because this oh, is yeah. an issue that I've seen come up like with. The studio's like, how do you know it's Denzel if he's yeah, got dreads? I feel like Denzel's like, I want to do something different and crazy. Yeah. Because this is what, I, I remember this being an issue with Harrison Ford in um, The Fugitive. Mm-hmm. And he's bearded, you know, uh, Dr. Richard Kimball yeah. on the run. And yeah. then at some point, like, nope. he shaves that beard off and he's, hey, it's Harrison. Yeah, no, it's, what's well, what I remember when they did the, uh, yeah, see, look, there's the and great debaters, the, the great debaters. He's like, he's got that, like, it's, <laughs> it's like a right. bowl cut afro. Yeah. And he keeps it the, and the whole, the whole time I was watching, mm-hmm. he was like, why does he have the, he, he directed that <laughs> once. He was like, I want to have a bowl cut yeah. afro. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but he's, it's, I remember when they did Daredevil, I remember reading an article, this is early with uh, Ben Affleck, early mm-hmm. days of superhero movies, mm-hmm. you know, Daredevil, obviously we know that was not a good movie. Yeah. That they were talking about when they were making it, how there was like, does, does he have to have the mask on when he's a superhero? <laughs> <laughs> Does he have to wear the mask? And it's the thing. Every Spider-Man movie, the last act of the movie, he gets his mask. He has to fight with his mask ripped yeah. off. It's the thing that drives me crazy about Spider-Man movies. Um, they, Everyone Peter that Parker seen. in the new Spider-Man movies will not keep his damn mask on. No. I'm like, buddy, you are trying to protect people. You Put that damn mask on. You have on. a family. He's walking around in Avengers with it. Hold it in his hand. Yeah, yeah. Just like, put, put it on. Put the mask on. You put are, the mask on. Yeah. No, it's like, it's, it's so... But de- so the dread, I remember seeing the trailer and I remember that's one of the things when I saw the movie, when he cuts the dreads off, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when they just sort of disappear, it's not like they even got cut off. They just sort of like, it's like he showed up to set like with his clean shave and they're like, but we have a, oh, okay. But see, that's the thing. I feel like when Denzel saw this script, he thought, because this is actually a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. All the things that have happened to I him. I mean, the, re- if you read it on the page, it's interesting. On the page, I think it's interesting. And I bet he was like, I could do something with this. And let's make him look like this. And mm-hmm. what, and then it just, it's exit. The movie itself is mm-hmm. so it's so corny that it just kind of messes it up. No, the, the, so here's my question as we talk about this. Because uh, this is a, we've done the, po- we haven't done the podcast in a while. But we've, like, if you think about like. Movies that are that are in his filmography that are not great. Uh-huh. That, you know, that even, like, when I went to the AFI, they, like, don't, sh- like, they, I think they had, a, they had a clip of, of I've talked to, they had a clip of uh, Carbon Copy, because that's copy. his first movie, and that doesn't really count. Yeah. But they, but there's no clip of Heart Condition. No. You know, is this the worst Denzel Washington movie? Oh, God. Um, now, here's the thing. Obviously, Denzel's. We love him. We have podcasts named after him. Yeah. Every, everyone can't be a winner. So I'm going to throw out, like, uh, what's the one? So I feel like Carbon Copy seems like it's not fair. It was his first movie. Sure. He's doing what he could. You yeah. could also, in that movie, you could see him sort of like, there was that, he gives that speech at the dinner table. 
where he sort of like where he really shows you, no, I'm I'm a trained actor. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, it is truly a product of its time. Yeah. Heart can, and it's also like sort of on the cusp of like, what do we do with mm-hmm. this? Till we we you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. we have black people in movies, but what do we? How do we? So, but then you have like heart condition. Which, as we've talked about, like feels like it was written for Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and he was like, "Nope, I'm not doing that shit." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Denzel, it's sort of like he he's not comfortable playing like the fast talking, wisecracking guy. Yeah, which that's not his thing. Is this? And then I'm trying to think of other movies. I that was thinking can- that too. I mean, I think it is. I think it comes down to this and heart condition, and I might. I would say heart heart condition makes. It, it starts to lose its mind at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? It, oh, the whole you mean you mean the movie about the guy who he, a, a cop dies and gets a, a lawyer a lawyer dies and a cop dies and he gets a heart transplant from the lawyer and the lawyer is now his ghost. What he the, follow, he's his partner and ghost. He this movie to me was just more annoying than ever. Like it was, it didn't go. It was just like. It was kind of boring, and then and it ratcheted up the annoying stuff. Here's my thing. Heart condition is sort of so bad, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like club hip hop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, I forgot about club hip hop. And also, like, it's fun to, like, if it's on TV, I might stop and go, like, just to see this, the sort of the awkward chemistry of Denzel and Bob mm-hmm. Hoskins. And yeah, yeah. And also, there, you know, there's some, like, it's just, it's so, it's so, you can watch it. You can watch it. I don't, I like this one. I, I realized when I watched it, I was like, I think I saw this once. Like and I paid for this in the theaters. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it since. I don't. Now, admittedly, it's because Kaylee and Russell and Denzel had a cabal and, set, sure. and struck it from the trying to erase it from showbiz. Yeah, they decided this is not happening. This is not happening. But I think I think I think I, this is worse to me because it is not. Denzel is not having a good time in it. No. There's a, like early on, it looks like he's having a good time with the dreads. He actually does the Denzel walk early on in the movie mm-hmm. when he's when he's he's in cuffs. I had a hard of, time finding Denzelishness in the, but, but it does, was there. It was the beginning the, of him. He does the walk, but know. then it's like the rest of it is like it. He doesn't even seem that excited about getting out of prison. Like they're like, I know. It like, <laughs> I mean, you know, Russell Crowe has all the fun. I mean, I I do like to think that if we didn't have this movie, maybe we don't get American Gangsters. So that's what virtuosity is for. I, that's what I feel. Twelve years later, they're an American Gangster yeah. sitting in the set, sitting in the trailer together, going, "Man, it's just a lot of things that don't make sense." I mean, it's it's got the '90s trope. First of all, I think he's a bad cop. Like I mean, not, I, I don't mean like it's, he's a they, bad cop. No, I mean he's they, not good at his job. They don't show him being like they sort of make this thing. He's the best cop on the force, but they just keep yeah, saying then that. Then he keeps shooting people. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps shooting people accidentally. Well, admittedly, cops don't get don't get judged poorly for shooting people. If we're uh, going to be to sort of yeah, follow up on your earlier sure. thread, yeah. But I, I mean, like, here's the thing: they go through the whole movie. Y- you have this. This backstory of how his family was killed by this—it's very Robocop. Yeah, and and then you find out, and that's and they sort of lead you down this road of, and he killed the person that killed them. He murdered their murderer, and that's why he went to prison. But then what you find out is that no, he killed the guy, and also two innocent people were mm-hmm. there, and he just shot him up too. And then there's a woman on a train, and he's yeah, like, right. I ha- I I had a shot, but I missed you. You, you don't, that's not yeah. having a shot. Like, <laughs> he just seems. You also have to suspend disbelief and think that cops go to prison for killing people they shouldn't no, kill. So anyway. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I, it, this movie feels like, I mean, the, the director, like I said, did Lawnmower Man. It's very, it's very ambitious. Uh huh. 
but it is it is doing too many things. And yeah. it's also at the end of the day, it's just a like standard shoot 'em up cop movie. It's like classic nineties. It's a but with too many other things going on. Yeah. So there's not. I mean, I bet Denzel didn't have, feel like he had room to stretch out because it was like Denzel. We have to the we have the virtual reality and Russell. Yeah. I mean, Russell Crowe seems like he's having a great time, but he, yeah. he also seems like it's, you know. But it's also like the whole end of like it's just it's a pretty tortured. I'm trying it to just get, stops. It doesn't end. No, it doesn't end. It and there's also a going. Lord of the Rings, like, because I was watching it on my phone, and I'd be like, oh, it must be almost over. And I'd look, 15 minutes left. Yeah. I was, Wait, but they just caught the whole everybody. thing. He caught the guy. He kills him. And then, but where's my child? I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Just but, all of it. I, the movie was so 90s that at the beginning of the movie, when Denzel's like, where's my partner? And and what's his face? Um, Russell Crowe says, oh, he's chilling right now. Yeah, he says, I knew, he says, I'm like, oh, he's, he's, he's in also, freezer he also, somewhere. Russell Crowe says chilling, yeah, but Russell Crowe says chilling the way a guy from Australia would say yeah. <laughs> 90s hip-hop slang that he was totally yeah. unfamiliar with. Yeah. He hits a, it's a hard G. He's chilling. He's chilling. <laughs> um, I love the part where the guy... There's a man in the news complaining about how that Russell Crowe stole his suit. He's like, "It was my suit. It was my expensive. Purple suit. He yeah. took my purple suit. It was one hundred and fifty dollars." Yeah, like, he says one hundred, oh, which I was like, "I don't know that that was ever like not in ever. That not was not a, ever. Maybe in the thirties. <laughs> like, a suit was three hundred dollars, and that was a bargain. Maybe the joke was that it was not. I don't know, but yeah. it was. It's. It is. It's. So I. I'm gonna put this forward. I mean, we, I think we should go ahead and rate this. Let's do it. So, what's the rating system, Kevin? Um, well, <clears throat> I forgot how I used to do this, but I'll say this. <laughs> uh, one through five, basically, your one star would be, uh, I got, based on the, the classic uh, Malcolm X speech, um, I got took, was the one star. Uh, two, uh, led astray. Mm-hmm. Number three, it wasn't that bad. I actually kind of like that. I give it a hoodwink. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, I enjoyed it. Solid movie. Run amok. And number five for just, you know, it was, this is the five stars bamboozled. And of course we have, uh, I almost forgot this, mm-hmm. but the the highest esteemed, most esteemed honor you can give a movie just when he, it's everything. Mm-hmm. This is what he does. This is what he does. Yeah. So uh, what do you want to, you, where do you want to put it at? Well, so uh, I, I am of the firm belief. I mean, I think it's, I think the fact that you can't see this movie streaming, I think it's pretty much accepted this is the worst Denzel Washington movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably easier to find the queen, oh, for queen and country. Than it is to find. Uh, remember yeah, that one? It's yes. probably easier to find that one than yes. it is to find this. At least one that's, that's sort of intriguing. Oh, look, he's doing an accent. Yeah, he's doing an accent, and he's uh, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm gonna actually say, I'm gonna give this a new rating. Oh, snap! I know you said it's based on. It is. Ba- it's still from the Malcolm X speech. Okay. I've been had. If you look at the Malcolm X speech, <laughs> if you listen to the Malcolm X speech, it's like, oh, you've been had, you've been took, yes. you've been hoodwinked, led astray, you've been led astray. Yeah. So I'm going one below wow. been took. This movie is a, I've been had. All right. This is, wow. I mean, no no disrespect to the actors. Obviously, a lot sure. of people went on to have careers. It just, this was a, and you know, the director, he went on to do, he did some other things too. That I thought was, you know, he, uh, yeah. Hole in the head, yes. Hole in, he had a documentary about hole in the head that's very... I'm not trying to say that this director hasn't done good things sure. or people in the movie haven't done good things, but the, together, this is this is the... It's, there has got, there's got to be a worst. There's, there's, there's got to be a worst. There's a moment in the movie when Denzel's trying to free his family and uh, the line that the, the, his tied-up wife yells at him is, Help! We're running out of time! <laughs> That's that's said. That's a word that was spoken. If you want to see a movie that combines that combines the elements of RoboCop 
Man on Fire, he, and he got gamed, but not the quality of those movies. Yeah, and go see Virtuosity. Yeah, I would give it only because I do like. And he's led like an, uh, like an early take on Heath Ledger as the Joker. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God, that's what the, I was like. How did he know this was going to happen, yeah. Russell Crowe? Uh, I I'm gonna say I give it a. I'm just gonna. I, I got took. Okay. Only because I kept watching the movie, going, "Is it as bad as so Carbon good. Copy? Or is it bad? Carbon but, Copy is noteworthy. Yeah, and it's also yeah. You, you don't have control over your first movie. Sure, 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 you know? sure. And 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 so and he also he, there is when you pl- see that speech in Carbon Copy where he's at the table, you're like, there he is. I just there enjoyed things about the his character okay. and then what he was doing, okay. and I kept having these moments where I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Why aren't they making a good movie with this? Just, like it I was think, just. I think it was overwhelmed by the early, by the nineties. Like there was so. too, like there were too much. Like even when I heard the song by the band live, I'm like, oh, you guys, you just do stop thinking about the soundtrack. Yeah. Like, like just, <laughs> just like somebody, this movie's doing too much. It's yeah. just you know the it's it's like you can like I said, you either you can order the DVD from Amazon or you can have it. You know, or you can find it at a place where you tube things. But yeah. just I I challenge the Denzels to just find it up on the tube place. And just see how much you get there. Tell, tell me about it on Twitter. Here's Hashtag the funny Denzelitz. thing about this. Uh, when we were originally going to review this movie, I realized uh, I I don't I didn't I hadn't watched it. See, see, I don't think I even watched the first time. I think I, I was definitely one of those saw it. Like, I, I definitely saw it in the theater. I was like, and I, but it was, it's interesting for me to see. I've seen it. I did see it. The very theater. few Denzel movies that from that era that mm-hmm. I've only seen once. Because yeah. that's the air when I'm like going to the movies. Like, I'm sure I saw it in I, the theater. I, yeah, but I, that's the air when I'm like going. And I saw that movie once and was like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Good. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, a new, a new rating. A new. Yeah, I just feel like since we're back, we got to do something new. You're right. You're right. We got to switch it up. We got to switch it up. All right. Well, um, that's that. Finally, we got that out. I've finally been asking for virtuosity for a long time. I think time, people are more so. excited about virtuosity than Malcolm X. I, that's what I'm saying. People need the people need to know. Yeah. Um, anything you want to plug? You got going on before we get out of here? No, just follow me on Twitter and Instagram at W Kamal Bell. I still have a Facebook fan page, but All right. you know, what's going? What are you going to do there? Yeah. Uh, you know. So yeah, but you know, I'm in. I'm between seasons of United Shades, but okay. so yeah. Watch United Shades next spring. Next spring, <laughs> spring of 2020. Yeah. Watch United Shades yeah. season five. Um, and I am at Kevin Avery on Twitter and Kevin Avery Comedy. On Instagram. Mm. So, uh, and look out for a show called The Great North that will be uh, coming on 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 the air in uh, early next year, in early right. 2020. We're already, we're already in the summer, so that's actually not that far away. No, it's a... Uh, um, so, but yeah, an animated show on Fox, and uh, it, I'm excited to be working on it. And so... Um, this is, I'm glad, I'm glad, yeah. I'm just glad you keep working. You just keep working. Try to, you know... You just keep, I'm just, I'm just... Just proud of you. Okay. Just proud of you. It's getting weird now. Got a glory tear. It's good. Oh, there we are. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, two more episodes. Yeah, two more episodes. And follow, or three more, depending on how, what order we release this in. I guess you're right. Yeah. What, are we, what am I? What do I? What do I know? But yeah, follow the ha- follow at Denzelitz on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow the hashtag de- hashtag Denzelitz. Mm-hmm. People still hashtag things. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'd like to shout out to Liz for for shutting the Denzel account down and then bringing it back. <laughs> Bring it I back. appreciate it. I totally understand hurt feelings and all. Hope you're good. Yeah, uh, Igor still out there. What's up? Uh, you know, Jiggy's my day job. Uh, there you go. The light skin, dark skin wars. 
Uh, <laughs> bring them back. Team, bring them back. Team Lightskin, Team Dark. They never uh-huh. went away. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll check out you guys out uh, at another episode because we're wrapping this up. All right, later. Bye.